Hello and welcome to The Cute Life, episode 17. I'm Finlay and I'm joined by Ollie again. Finally joined yeah. by Ollie again. Woo! The crowd goes wild. Woo! <laughs> Toby doesn't even move. <laughs> Worst crowd Yay, ever. he's finally back. I'm not on my own anymore. You don't have to listen to me moan on. My one busy week at work is over. <laughs> well, I just need, I need you for banter because I just end up like just sounding really depressing, I think, when I'm on my own. Well, I just am like lucky you got me then. Oh, did this this week, and then I just felt really down. <laughs> God safely, shut up. Uh, anyway, so you're back. I'm back. You don't have work this week, well you do have work this week, but not. Late. I mean, yeah, I still have. I still have to go to work. I just have to stay at work later than usual. No, Ollie was at lots of fancy pants openings and things last week weren't you i went to the freeze sculpture opening well i did tell them last week what you were doing which was ridiculous because we had to stand in a private vip section but in the middle of a normal park that normal people were in (laughs) this is what i told them last week you didn't listen to my episode (laughs) did you (laughs) i felt like an idiot (laughs) um i don't know what the other thing was i was just opening at the gallery yeah so, yeah, we're super busy and, yeah, just not cohesive. <laughs> Wait, is that the right word? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I feel like it's not. But I then think of another word, but it's you, starting... you get what I mean. It's not, yeah. it didn't go together with... Um, Podcast recording no, schedules. It no, it did not. So, yeah, I just winged it. <laughs> well, our art gallery's old-fashioned, so we close in August. So everything sort of calms down now for a little bit. Okay, well, that's good. Don't worry, podcast listeners. Ollie's back for the foreseeable future. For at least four weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Well, you have to be... Wait, we're episode 17 now, so we've got three more till your golden number, which is number 20, which is what Ollie said we'd get into our stride by episode 20. So mm. <laughs> let's see what how we feel in three episodes. What... Maybe you'll be in your stride by episode 20, but I will have to wait until episode 22. Oh, yeah, that's very true, yeah. So maybe... I was going to say, why don't we do a Q&A thing for our 20th episode, but maybe if you're going to be behind, maybe we should just wait. And... Yeah, I might not be able to answer anything, and you can, you'll can. you be, like, nailing it, and I'll be like, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> um. So how are you, my darling? Uh, I'm okay. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm hot. <laughs> Uh, well, it's probably because you're wearing a flannel shirt, you maniac. Um, Everyone's going to think I'm a bad wife and I don't wash and iron your clothes, which I very much do, everyone at home. <laughs> now that paints me in a bad life. <laughs> it makes me sound like a sexist pig. Well, you don't do any of your washing and you don't do any of your ironing. I have to do it. But I, well, I don't have to. I do it because I love him. And, the and I know he won't. Come and I know he won't do it unless I do it. So. I mean, if I was like living on my own, I'd have to do it eventually. Eventually, <laughs> that's the the um... when the firemen came round to break the hoarder out of the house, <laughs> I'd have to start a new house, and then I'd fill it with new, freshly ironed clothes. I don't mind really. That's the job. I, well, I do mind ironing. It's fucking boring. I hate ironing. Well, at least it's better nowadays with like podcasts and things like that. I've just been putting, I've just been watching the tennis while I'm ironing, which is quite, um, yeah. Is that what you've been up to then? Tennising? Yeah, I've been watching um, Wimbledon. Um, I heard they were serving vegan strawberries and 
cream, cream. for the first time ever. Really? Yeah, I mean, strawberries are obviously always vegan. <laughs> unless you hollow them out and fill them with yeah. bacon. Um, no, I hadn't heard that. Mm. Um, Try and keep up with vegan news. Like yeah, I'm obsessed with that um, 15-year-old girl. Oh, shit, I think she's playing tonight. I might have missed it. Not well, that. not that obsessed. <laughs> yeah, so obsessed that you missed it and forgot it. Well, I have been obsessed because her matches have been insane. Like, she's amazing. And she's 15! Oh, my God! I just can't get over it. Like, she's just crazy. She's such a badass. I love well, her. My mum had a very valid point that she said they kept saying on the radio, like, this will be so inspiring for, like, young tennis players. And... Yeah, for ones who are under 15. But if you're like 16 and she's doing this well, you'd be like, so what is the point of even playing? No, but it's true though, because like when I was younger, I like, well, what am I talking about? Younger, I do it now. Like I measure my success by other people's. Like by the time they were 30, they'd done this. And so like, yeah, 15 year olds are just going to be like, well, I'm just going to throw in the towel now. I would. Um... I don't think I'm ever going to get to Wimbledon now. I don't think you are, babe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to break it to also, you. Also, I don't understand the rules of tennis, which might hinder me slightly. <laughs> I turn up, I give it a good go. <laughs> like a real English one. Um, and then the other thing I've been doing, which I've just been telling Ollie about, um, I've started the OC from the beginning again while I'm working. And it is literally the most productive thing ever because I just don't want to leave my desk because I'm enjoying myself so much. So I've done finished two paintings today because I'm so <laughs> wow. obsessed with watching it. Like, well, because I've watched... Do you know it so well that you don't really need to look yeah, at the screen? Yeah, I, I just put it... I have it on my phone, like, propped up on my laptop. So then I can just glance it. And I know really what's going on because I've watched... I think I've watched it like twice before mm. so um yeah I just bloody love it it's so like nothing else other than Donnie Darko which I get the same like pangs of nostalgia but like I loved the OC I can't I can't describe how much I loved it I based my whole 16 year old look on Marissa I just was like obsessed with her um just her whole character and like looks and then I was in love with Seth Cohen obviously I wasn't in love with Ryan no, I was be. never been interested in a bad boy I like good boys treat Why me like a princess because you treat That's me like bone. you treat me like a princess um. <laughs> don't go out with naughty boys uh, yeah it's good to find those TV programs the ones that you can just put on and you don't even need to look up yeah I feel like peep show is that for me and I haven't watched um, the OC for years so it's really exciting again um, and I think I might soldier on with the last um, series because I always just like oh I hate her youngest sorry this is going to be really boring this is so boring <laughs> I hate her younger sister so much that it makes me not like I barely watch the last can't watch it yeah I watched the last episode last few episodes obviously because well, I wanted to know what happens but yeah. she's just so unbearable I think it's because she she was Marissa's younger God, sister you're really going into this this is my new OC appreciation podcast um, she was Marissa's younger sister and she was just like really annoying and like a massive tag along and like always wanted to like be up in Marissa's business and that very much was my relationship with my sister so rubbed me up the wrong way watching it <laughs> I had to live it and then watch it on my favourite TV programme so it was just too much for me everyone um, but yeah that ends my Marissa um, slash the OC appreciation chat wow tune in next week everyone um, I mean get ready <laughs> because there's a lot of episodes so I'm probably this is all how I'm many series be are there four oh, that's not that bad or maybe five four I think 
Well, there are a lot of episodes. Yeah, it's quite a lot per per series. Oh, God. Um, and I used to watch 90210, the reboot, in desperation when the OC finished, but it wasn't To try and get, like, a little, yeah. little hint. yeah. It's sad when you do that, isn't it? Like when you do it with bands as well, when you run out of like all their albums and you're like, this oh, band's kind of similar. similar. And you're listening to it and you're like, this is nearly as good as that other band. <laughs> yeah. like, what am I doing? I know. What am I doing in my life? Um, so yeah. yeah. But it's made me really happy, honestly. Yeah, you did seem in a very good mood. Oh, such a good mood. It really cheered me up. You're like, OC Cloud9. I am, I am. Oh, it just really cheers me up. It just really reminds me of just, I mean... I don't know why it cheers me up, really, because it reminds me of being a teenager, and I fucking hated being a teenager. You, yeah, but you were happy when you were watching The O.C. as a teenager. Yeah, that's true, you? I was. Like, the only bit of happiness I found was in The O.C. <laughs> Jesus. God, I was such a miserable teenager, honestly. I fucking hated it. Um, anyway, uh, uh, how are you? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I haven't watched The O.C., so I'm not feeling as good as you. What, no. did, we, what did we do at the weekend? Oh, we had a camping excursion oh, yeah, for a 30th birthday. That already. Yeah, 30th birthday party, which was really fun. Although at three in the morning, um, well, first of all, there were no toilets because it was like in the wild w- camping. It, yeah, it was wild camping in the middle of the woods, um, which was great for like, um, what's the word? Being isolation. Yes. Being on your own. Um, but not so good for like plumbing. There were no toilets, so everyone was just like going into the woods to go to the toilet, mm-hmm. which was um, yeah interesting. Oh. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that bit. And then um, our tent started leaking because it started pouring with rain at three in the morning, and so like the... turns out none of the zips on our yeah the person tent that we borrowed our tent off declined to tell us that neither of the doors closed to be fair though his tent also massively leaked, leaked. yeah so I couldn't a, he had a river running through his <laughs> yeah I couldn't really be that angry at him it um, wasn't like he gave us the defective tent no took the golden one for himself I mean he kind of did but he well, didn't he did but he, yeah. did, but he didn't realise it would also be perilous so yeah so it's a bit disappointing when you like go camping and it's like beautiful idyllic weather the night all the day and then you wake up in the morning and it's freezing cold and wet yeah. and spiders there were so many spiders in our tent I woke up in the night and grabbed a huge spider and threw it out of the door <laughs> at least the door was open which was the advantage of the door of the zips not working is that the little spider just flew out to its doom in the rain although it wouldn't have been in there in the first place if the doors had been closed it may have followed us in yeah maybe <laughs> um, so yeah we did that and that was really fun um, Ollie really enjoys a camping trip so I think Ollie was in his element I actually surprisingly for how much I like makeup and like showering and home comforts yeah home comforts I do actually really enjoy camping like really enjoy it um, and then I saw my mum's puppy Edie who I um, loved but man oh man she's bitey I kind of forgot how bitey puppies were. <laughs> um, like her teeth were like tiny little needles, and she once she locked in, she would not let go. Yeah, she's pretty. Uh... Oh, I wish we had a curtain up. Like honestly, <laughs> this is like blinding me. She's a miniature savage. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, she is a miniature savage. <laughs> Um, I'm being blinded by the sun in one window, and then when I look in the other direction, there's my porridge mishap. So I had a very middle class. That's much better. Thank you, darling. He's blocked his... He's using his head as a sunblock. Um, I had a very middle-class uh, accident this morning. Um, I, Ollie was at home from work because his train was cancelled. So I was really excited and came through with my 
bowl of boiling hot <laughs> porridge and <laughs> didn't underestimated how boiling hot it was. So then just dropped it all over the floor and it was like I'd had a lovely mixed berry medley in there mm. um which i defrosted so it was like all those really nice you know rich dark rich flavors. dark red yeah which then splattered all over the wall all over our white paint so now i'm just looking at some sort of like abstract jackson pollock shit yeah with berries what woman doesn't get so excited that her husband's trains been cancelled that, that she, she throws, her, all over throws the her oatmeal <laughs> you're just a a normal lady Finn oh my god what did you say that had me absolutely cracking up this morning when I did it I could not (laughs) stop laughing oh yeah what (laughs) oh because it was so hot Finn said oh it was so hot I couldn't hold on and I said oh well (laughs) I know a good place for this porridge in the air (laughs) and then I just imagined Finn threw it in the air and was like ah relief (laughs) and then only after that realised the consequences of your actions (laughs) porridge gate uh, but one nice thing about being in the countryside mm. is weird rural shit. Yeah. So I found some weird rural stories. Okay. To remind us of our time. Okay, so this isn't uh, specific to West Sussex. No, I don't even know where this is. Wollaston? Wollaston? I never, never heard of it. Never, never heard, heard of it. it. So we've never heard of Wollaston. But Wollaston had a carnival. Right. And it was raising money for charity. So it's like, I looked it up. On, like, Street View, and it is, like, the stereotype little country village. And they were doing a fete, and there were all different things. And there was a guy who turned up dressed in a... Are they called morph suits? Those, like, all-in-one suits that go over your head as well? Yeah, the ones they sort of wear for stag parties in Prague. Yeah, exactly. So this guy turns up, and he's in one of those, and it's, like, checkered, like a racing flag. It's got a hat on. Yeah. And he handed out flyers... That said, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the Wollaston Mystery Man. <laughs> okay. And the idea was is that you gave him you gave him a pound and then you wrote on the piece of paper what you thought his name was and then your telephone number. And then it said there was a hundred pound jackpot jackpot prize and that he would give the hundred pounds to whoever won. So well, I feel like he's gonna win more than he's gonna make more than a hundred. Well it was pounds. a charity, wasn't it? Okay. Or was it? So, so he went around all day taking photographs of people, doing selfies, like waving at everyone. Didn't talk apparently all day. Okay. Um, only communicating through mine. Uh, and then at the end of the day, and this is the best thing ever, he jumped into a vintage sports car, did a thumbs up and drove off with all the money. If they found him? No. He just disappeared. <laughs> what 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 sports car was it? Oh, uh, just had a vintage sports car. Are they looking for him, the police? Yeah. Well, not yet. <clears throat> so they're hoping that he might come back with the hundred pound prize. <laughs> yeah. So the the village fake people have sent uh, have apparently contacted him, saying that if he hands over the money, that they won't go to the police, right. just in case it's like a joke or something. Um, he could have got away with it though had he given out the £100 prize to someone and then just pocketed the rest of the money for t- for the charity quote yeah exactly so the, the so guy who like started he's... the carnival said he just appeared everyone was applauding him because it seemed such a clever way of raising money <laughs> I when... love the thought of people clapping <laughs> <laughs> 
But when he disappeared, it left a bad taste. Oh, because they I... thought they'd been giving the money to charity. What idiots. Um, so they're sort of hoping that he's still just, like, dragging it out. But, I mean... I mean, it's hysterical. He should be a comedian. I mean, it's just so good. And then there's loads of, like, selfies on the news. Like, what, with him? Yeah. What? How, how did he come up with this? I kind of want to give him a pat on the back. I know he was mean and that wasn't... But then in the spirit of the village I know, fight, I know but... it's awful, right, that he stole the money and people thought they were giving his charity. But it's kind of funny. But one woman who was there, who was interviewed, said, uh, I just think it's awful because there are people who gave him money from their pensions. Okay. No, they fuck, like, Come so on, fucking babe. what is a quid? <laughs> anyway, I love that because it's just like such a great rural story. It's fucking weird and I love it. And he just disappeared. I mean, I really hope, if he's clever... Or, like, really funny. Like, he just turns up again next year and tries to do it again and just see how people react. Yeah. Because I think English people just wouldn't know how to handle that and they'd probably just let him do it. Yeah. They're too polite. Yeah, exactly. Unless they're in London and then they're rude. I feel like... I don't know. I think he should just go to fakes all over England. I mean, you shouldn't really be... (laughs) Um, What's the word? Encouraging this behaviour. I know. But it's just like... It's so, it's that thing, isn't it? So it's something like so audacious that like you can't help but find it funny and slightly respect it. I mean, obviously, not funny for the people who have now lost their pensions. Have dipped into their pension, their one pound. But that's a good rural story, right? Yeah. Have you got another one? I've got a second one. I love rural stories. Uh, it's not as rural, but it's in our local seaside town of Folkestone. Um. So. Folk- been to Folkestone. Well, it's a mixture between Folkestone Folkestone's and very... Cambersands. Oh, well, Folkestone, everyone, is a very nice town. And if you get the chance to visit, visit I very much recommend it. It's got like a nice little street where they have lots of independent um, shops and galleries. And... It's called like the Artist Quarter. Yeah, it's great. It's really nice. And um, they have a few... I don't know whether those are permanent things, those little hut things that an artist has made. No, they do... They've got like a Folkestone, like Biennale kind of thing that they do there. Oh, that's cute. But there's obviously someone in the council or something there who's really nailing the, Mm. like, getting a creative reputation. I think it'd be worth um, coming to see if you were not from England, because I think that's not a um, typical place that people would go like yeah. tourist wise and it's really the ba- the beaches are really amazing and that's where all the world war two troops also see a lot like... of war stuff around which is really interesting and um yeah, yeah. Also so i think like it's like the closest were... place to france i think it might be and that's why and it had like it's got really wide beaches so that's why they did a lot of the um landing and yeah um, yeah, that, well, they thought that's where the enemy were going to come from, so it was like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be a good place war, if but... you, yeah, if you were thinking of moving from London, because I think it's quite like cool, interesting place. What, if you, you were done living in London. Oh, I see. I know. I was talking about tourist-wise. But, yeah, no. um, Yeah, and I think it's quite um, easy to get to London, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's easier than Hastings, anyway. It's I easier think. than Hastings. Yeah. But what isn't? <laughs> So, Folkestone mum, furious after spending £100 trying to win a teddy from a claw machine at Canvas Sands. Sorry, can I just say, 
she was fuming, wasn't she? She was absolutely fuming. Was she absolutely fuming? So, Cheryl Holden <laughs> said she spent about £40 <gasps> to, what, win, on the machine? to win a Dumbo plush toy from an arcade oh machine. Oh my God, just go... You could buy four. You could buy four. What's wrong with you? She then proceeded to spend another £60 in an attempt to win another teddy. Oh my God, like, really? So Cheryl babes, you're really thick. So Cheryl says How are you even how are you even outdoors? Like how can you use your door handle? You're that stupid. <laughs> so Cheryl believes, and this is gonna be an absolute shock to you, that the machines were set up to stop her winning the prize. You don't say babe. <laughs> oh my god, well she's not such a thicko, is she? So she was on holiday in Canvas Sands. <laughs> With her five-month five month old son, Ashton. Oh, I, I hope he's okay. I mean, five months old, he's so small. He's so small and he's with that one. <laughs> she said the trip and the park were both lovely until okay. they visited the amusement arcade oh centre. I mean, actually, I mean, maybe she's just trying to get 200. I mean, what paper is this? Is this the mirror? This is Kent Live. Oh, okay. Rep- I can't imagine they've got, like, money to burn, like, no. with these stories. So I thought maybe she, like, thought that this oh, was Oh, well, I was, like, selling it to the sun, make yeah, 200 quid. 200 quid. And then she's not so stupid. Yeah, because then she's got the, the plush toy, plus is 100 quid up. Yeah. So, you know. In our face. Oh, did she win the toy in the end? Yeah, well, she got Dumbo after 40 quid and then kept going for another 60 quid. (laughs) What's wrong with this woman? So, hoping to win a plush toy for little Ashton, she began playing on a four goes for one pound claw machine. Oh, my God. Like, but what? But Why would you keep going? This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) But said when she did not win anything after spending £40... I'm literally going to lie on the floor. (laughs) ...complain to a member of staff. Oh my God, can you imagine if you weren't there and she came up and complained to you about that? I wouldn't be able to contain myself. And then the response by the member of staff is such a, like, person working in an amusement plot that can't minimum wage... (laughs) So the member of staff opened the machine and just changed the setting. <laughs> After the change was made, Mrs. Holden said she put in another one pound and just won the Dumbo Teddy. Immediately afterwards, she said the member of staff then readjusted the machine setting. She said she was glad to have finally won. Wanted a second <laughs> toy for her child. Oh my god. She then spent another sixty pounds <laughs> without winning winning a single teddy. She said she again complained. And then... Quote, I was not abusive or anything. (gasps) That means she definitely was. I raised my voice because I was angry. Oh my God, you definitely were yelling at him and he was just trying... He hates his job. He's just trying to make a butt to pay the rent and he's got this fucking woman screaming that she can't win a fucking Dumbo at him. I raised my voice because I was angry, but I was just trying to make it clear to the other parents it's not possible to win a teddy bear and it's rigged. Oh my God, so she was literally standing in the thing, screaming... Oh my god, this is the best story I've ever heard. I'm so happy. This has been the best day ever. I've had the OC and now this story. After spotting the manager's number in the office while making a complaint, she decided to make her feelings known to him. She said, I phoned the manager... And I asked, when would this be getting resolved? Oh my God, does she have a... The, you know that all those memes where it's like, I want to speak, the ma- speak to the manager, please, and they all have the same haircut. <laughs> no, she hasn't got that haircut, but she does slightly have that look. Oh <laughs> the manager's response... Can I response, see a picture of her? Oh, the, what my... The manager's response. He said, how did you get my number? <laughs> <I bet laughs> he 
And he laughed it off and said, my complaint form won't get me anywhere. He said, you can put as much money in, a hundred quid, but you still won't win it. She said that she'd been going to the park since she was a toddler and has always joined, enjoyed her time there and still holds it in high regard. But the amusement's teddy trouble has left her bemused and frustrated for little Ashton. My son is five months old, but if he was old enough, he might be upset. When you meet like a five month year old, five month old baby, that's literally the best story I've ever heard. They don't know what's going on. You can put literally anything in front of them. I'm not even exaggerating. That is like I love it so much. Anyway, that's uh, Sussex News. Sussex News. I know Kent Live. Kent is that in Sussex? (laughs) No, it's in Kent. Oh God. Anyway, next door. Oh my God, why am I so thick? <laughs> I take it back. What was the name, Cheryl? Oh, I, yeah. I have no right to call you thick, darling. Well, that's what's funny, because at the weekend, Finn spent £300 on one of those claw machines. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I think, like... I'm so happy I know that. Rural... Uh, oh my god can we just make this real should we just tell like rural stories I mean there's just so many on these like little websites oh my god Ollie please it'll make me so happy forget creepy spooky things I want rural stories funny rural stories I'll keep looking for for rural stories please I just want that again it's just I'll just read you that story it's gold oh my god if anyone has a story like that I want rural stories um yeah stupid well, I'm not going to rule out creepy. I, I mean, if they're weird, I enjoy creepy and weird. Um, but yeah, that was absolute gold. Excellent. Well, glad you enjoyed that. Uh, do you want my cute thing? Definitely. Um, so, oh wait. Um, remember, I can't remember which podcast episode it was, but do you remember Olaf the Penguin? I will never forget Olaf the Penguin. Who was he? For can't, anyone at home... Can't remember. Anyone at home who doesn't remember Olaf the Penguin or didn't listen to that episode, perhaps you should go back. <laughs> um, it's a vital episode where Olaf the Penguin um, was an, uh, a commander in the Norwegian yeah. army. Yes. Norwegian or Swedish. An emperor... No, an em- emperor penguin. Yeah. At Edinburgh Zoo was um, like one of the highest ranking um, officers in of, that military yes. of whichever random country. And you know, I enjoy animals that have jobs. True. We all know that then. Um, well, I found a list of animals <laughs> that have um, been mayors of towns. Yes. And I'm going to read them to you because it's made me really happy. Okay, I'm ready for some. I'm going to read you some of my favourites. Um, but I did do a little scream when I read out one of them, and I'll save that till last. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> right. So mayors, these, these mayors of the world. These are mayors who have been elected into office by a public vote, a general public vote. This is how we should get our new prime minister. Boston Curtis, a brown mule, <laughs> was offered as a candidate for the Republican precinct of Milton, Washington, winning 51 to 0. Wow, that's a good vote. 
Um, this is not an animal, but entertaining none the least. Uh, in 1967, an Ecuadorian foot powder company advertised its product, Pulver Pies. I don't want to know what that is a cure for. No, it sounds like... As a mayoral, this is going to come up a lot, this word, and I cannot say it, <laughs> candidate in a town of Picosa. Surprisingly, the foot powder won by a clear majority. Um, I don't... This is Legitus. Legitus, I'm pronouncing it like Fajitas. Please do. Uh, Texas held an election that included candidates Tommy Steele, a human mayor, a, tra- <laughs> what a, a trading post wooden Indian. I don't know what that is, but it sounds racist. Yeah. A dog named Buster. Cute. And a goat named Clay Henry. <laughs> and the goat won by a landslide. And goats have been mayors ever since. I feel sorry for Buster the dog. I know. He tried his best. He really wanted to be elected. He he had so many um great points and 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 visions. But his thoughts on immigrants were really shocking. Yeah, see, that's why Buster was not. Well, he would have got in then. (laughs) Yeah, in England. In America. Oh yeah, not all of America. Just Trump. Uh, Um. Right, give me the best one. The one that made you scream. Uh, all elected mayors of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky have been dogs. Not rabbits? No. That seems like an oversight by them. Well, maybe they keep the rabbits out. <laughs> um, in July 2018, a cat named Sweet Tart... Amazing Sweet name. Tart... Uh, I'd love to shout that into the garden to get my cat to come back. I know. Well. Sweet Tart. I love it. Uh, won the title of mayor of Omen. Omina, Michigan. Yeah. Um, this is the one that made me squeal. <clears throat> this didn't actually um, become mayor, but was a, um, offered as a... It was in the running. Yes. Um, <clears throat> in 2001, a Dachshund named Saucisse, <laughs> Sausage, um, that's sausage in French, Yeah. Uh, was a candidate for Marseille, France, multiple elect- municipal election, sorry. He won 4% of votes. Eight years later, in 2009, he participated in the third se- season of The Secret Story, the French version of Big Brother. <laughs> he entered the house on day 36. His secret was that he was the candidate of the elected Mets, Marcel Mets. It was his secret not Ma- that he was a dog. The secret was that he was a candidate at the election of Marseille mayor. To protect his secret, he entered the house with the nickname Secret. <laughs> that is the most mental thing I've ever heard. I screamed. I mean, What? So he was a contestant. Saucy the dog went into French Big Brother. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, we've got to look up that footage. Do you think it's just like for the day, or do you think he was an actual like? I reckon he was in the there house? for like what, like a month until he got evicted. We're just making this up, but yeah, I mean, course. I hope that's true. I mean, that'd be beautiful. I mean, he it? could have been. Oh my god! Imagine why didn't they do that in English Big Brother? So good. If they just did a Big Brother with just, <gasps> with just dogs, and then they got in dog fights. And then, like, humped each other in the bedroom. Just like normal Big Brother, really. More entertaining. <laughs> yeah, just with nicer people in it. Anyway, that was my... Um, oh, also, there was some... Dustin the Turkey, a popular Irish te- television puppet, received thousands of votes in the Republic of Ireland's 1997 presidential election. Although not being an official candidate, there are rumours that he came in fifth. So what, people just vote for him despite the fact he wasn't even yeah, in the Yeah, I guess because they didn't like whoever was being put up for the... Um, I didn't realise that they had a president. 
president? Republic of yeah. Ireland. Where's that now? I'm joking. Oh, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's in England. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's just next to Cornwall. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like people electing dogs as mayors. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah like, so that... But who actually does the job of the mayor during it? Well, I don't know. Much like Trump, I imagine there is an evil band of people around him. I hope so. And the dog would be a cute puppet. A little front tricking us. Yeah, I found this because I was I found this cat called um Stubbs, who was the honorary mayor of Talakeetna, Alaska. Mm. Um, who died quite recently. So and I thought that was too depressing as my cute thing. Um, although I know I have had animals dying before in the past. Yeah, but, you never um, stopped an animal death stop you being cute. <laughs> no. But um oh yeah, but sweetheart, um I feel like that could be a cute animal name. So yeah, if you're looking to, you're looking for a new animal sweet name. Sweetheart. Sweet tart. Not sweetheart. No, sweet tart. I get it, Finley. You keep saying it clearer and clearer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh I was I found a new artist. I don't think you know about. So is this going to be your artist of the week? I do have some... Well, technically, my person this week, because we're... Sorry. We're a bit behind on artist of the week because, obviously, we've had... I think I forgot to do it the last time that we were um, recording together. And then the last two episodes, I've just, like, winged it and I haven't really, like, had a theme. So So, three artists down. Yeah, we are. But, um, so my artist technically isn't an artist but I'm going to say it anyway because I want to so I guess you have no respect for the sanctity. theme of the show I know uh, well mine very much is an artist okay go uh, as an Austrian artist who is living in New York mm-hmm. so he's an artist called Martin Roth and I'd never heard of him before no uh, which doesn't mean that he's not very famous because there's loads of artists I've heard I've never heard of mm. Um, so he's an artist who uses the, all of his art is basically around the idea of, um, art mixing with nature, mixing with like the fake nature that we have in like cities. So like parks that are trying to give you this little bit of nature in the middle of like a, like in the middle of London. Okay. Or like in your garden where you're trying to make this like little wilderness, but actually you're just in the middle of a city. So it's quite an interesting, like, springboard kind of idea. That's not what I thought you meant. I thought you meant sort of like, I was imagining af- astroturf and... No, it is. It is a little bit like that kind of... He uses that sort so things like that, but mixed with actual natural elements. Okay, so well, this sounds very up. He said um, he's interested in the idea that we're removed from nature and that the nature we know has been so intensely cultivated. A lawn is a stand-in for nature or public parks are highly curated natural habitats. We live in a fake image of nature. Which obviously isn't, you know, depending on where you live, that's either true or not true. But I thought it was, I, I don't know, it was just sort of a bit different from what you hear a lot of other artists. So what on. sort of art does he make? So I'm just going to talk about four of the four pieces he's made that, that particularly stood out to me. Okay. But you look on his website, he's done like a lot more. Mm-hmm. So in 2012... Uh, a gallery in Austria where he's from uh, said that they wanted him to just do something really spectacular. So he flooded the gallery completely and released fish into it. 
This is amazing. This is like that episode of The Simpsons. It's my favourite episode <laughs> of The Simpsons ever where they do the art thing where Homer makes that abstract barbecue and then Marge um, and Marge is jealous and then at the end of the episode they flood Springfield and then release all the animals from the zoo and they're all like swimming in the... Yeah, it's a bit like that. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Uh, yeah, so basically he filled this gallery up to about... That's my favourite episode of The Simpsons if anyone was wondering. Just in case you're wondering. The end. That'll be in the quiz when Finn does it. Yeah. Uh, it's like sort of up to like your shin... Kind of, like oh my god, that's so shit. much fun. What um, sort of fish? Carp? I don't know, just little fish. Not those fish with uh, that give you manicures because they spread diseases apparently. No, they're like they look like proper legit sort of twenty centimeter long fish. And then he built these like stepping stones through the middle of the gallery. Right. There's an amazing photo of the woman sitting on reception. She's got like her trousers rolled up and her the desk is just in the water. Oh my god, this is so fun. Um, so what did he say about it? So, I feel like maybe I should put like blog posts or something on my website with these artists. Yeah, I mean, you should do. I mean, it's kind of hard talking about these things because obviously they're so visual, but... Yeah, this is why doing video um, videos would be so much better. But I mean, I enjoy the podcast format. Yeah, so, uh, so basically, yeah, he just made it and then he had the stepping stone so you could walk through the gallery without getting your feet wet. Oh, if you I didn't love fall off the this! Uh, basically it was kind of like the idea of, you know, normally you go into an art gallery as a space that's trying to force you to buy the artwork on the wall, whereas this just made you go in and you just had to think about your relation to nature. Oh my God, that's so nice. I love that. But this is kind of what we were talking about with your dad at the weekend, because we went to, um, there's a college in West Sussex called West Dean, which is really beautiful and um, very idyllic, and they do sort of postgraduate art courses there. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, and they had a um, their end of year show on, and we went with Ollie's dad to look around. And we were kind of like talking afterwards about how fun it would be to have like a gallery that wasn't like the traditional, the traditional, gallery. you know, white walls, kind of clinical. Um, few pieces on the wall just to do something completely different because that doesn't. I mean, there's a very, very f- finite. No, is that the right word? There's a very, there's very few galleries yeah. that break out of that cliche. Exactly. Of the standard white. So space. I love that idea. I think that's really fun. Yeah, and I, I think thought... that involves like I think um, like galleries and people who aren't very interested in or like want to be interested art in art, but like feel threatened by it slightly like i think that would just be fun and that would get people well, that's involved the thing is, it, anyone who went to that would enjoy it yeah exactly and that's what art should be like it shouldn't always be i mean i don't get me wrong i do enjoy the sort of more conceptual stuff but a lot but of that time, is conceptual as well that's yeah oh thing. totally but you know what i mean yeah i know <clears throat> like um i'm talking about like well, like, I think a perfect example of that is Martin Creed, because when we went, um, he had a retrospective at, oh... Uh, Haywood. Haywood, quite a few years ago now. Um, <clears throat> and he's the artist, if nobody knows, um, who is famous for the light switches going on and off, the bits of blue tack, just one bit of blue tack, ta- tape, not taped to the wall, stuck That's to the wall, um, the screwed up, ball of paper I think is his most famous yeah. um, 
So he's like a completely conceptual artist. Well, he's famous for being a conceptual artist, but like walking around his show was just great because there were children running about. There were people, you could just hear people laughing and chatting because a lot of his work is very funny and um, interactive. Mm. And I just thought it was like, super different yeah it's nice to go into a gallery and you didn't feel like you had to whisper yeah it just felt like everyone was having fun which was a nice refreshing now imagine if that had been full of water i know i love it uh so in 2017 he cultivated a piece of land in midtown manhattan so basically he planted crops and grew them in an art gallery oh uh but what was interesting is the crops were grown by tweets. What do you mean? I'll explain. <laughs> so basically, the gallery was underground. So you went into this underground art gallery and emerged into this simulated forest clearing. This so, sounds amazing. So it was all... So basically, he'd wallpapered the wall with, like, photographs of forest. So it kind of looked like a forest. And then on the ground... Uh, he put eight tons of soil and sand, wow. which was growing two hundred lavender plants, which were all growing underneath fluorescent lights. Okay. The lights were connected to the Twitter accounts of people of like powerful public opinion, so like politicians and influencers and things. Oh, I love this. And when they tweeted, when they were so they it made tweet, the lights. It powered the lights. When they did a tweet that got a lot of interaction, it made the lights get more powerful. Oh my god, it's perfect. I love <laughs> so it. So basically, if these ah, it's so good. politicians and uh, Twitter celebrities and stuff weren't getting enough interaction, the plants would start <gasps> to die. Oh, it's perfect. It's literally perfect for his concept. I love yeah. it. That's amazing. So I really like that I one. love this artist. How have I never heard of them? Where did you find this person? I don't know, on the internet, where you find everything. Uh, right, I'm going to go through the last two quickly because I feel like I'm spending a lot of time talking about this one. Okay, sorry. But I'm loving it because I this is great. Uh, so this one's a bit darker, but really interesting. Okay. So then in two, again in 2017, uh, he the artist collected a desert holly plant from the garden of the man who did that shooting on the Las Vegas Strip. Do you remember there was that man? He was in that hotel and he shot... The gay... The one where he went into the gay... Um... No, 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 it was Game on the Las Vegas. Park. No, he was in a hotel in Las Vegas and Am he I shot people out of the window. Yeah, you're mixing it up. Anyway, he did this mass Something shooting. Something awful. Yeah, he, he just shot loads of people, basically. Uh, so he went and got this plant from that man's garden. He found where that <gasps> man had lived. What? How did he... What? Was he allowed to take it? Probably not, I don't know. So in the gallery, he put it in... The... So it's this plant growing in the sand in this huge glass cube. Okay. And then uh, the glass cube is sitting on a reproduction of the carpet of the Mandalay Bay Hotel, which was the hotel that the man did the shooting from. Okay. Except he changed the pattern of the carpet so it had little plants in it to mirror the plant that was in the cube. Okay. And then as you looked at it, the ground would rumble every four minutes and ten seconds which was the length of time between the shootings that occurred in 2017 if the year was compressed into a 24-hour period. So you're standing there looking at this plant with the, ho- with all the, weir- with the weird carpet and then the ground would just, like, shake. And that was when every, every time you shot someone? Every time, yeah, basically. Oh, my God. Which is quite... Uh, wow. Intense. 
But then, last one, more light-hearted. I like that, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a great idea. It'd be amazing to look at it. Yeah. It's interesting to do that, a reproduction of a scenario where you get the feelings of it, but without it being just, like, a direct photograph of it. Oh, my God, but that's that's exactly what I love, because that was what my dissertation was all about. Ah, I love it so So this is an older work, 2010. Yeah. Uh, He turned his artist studio into a nest for six ducklings. That's the whole work. So, uh, so the idea was that it's... A giant nest? Yeah, basically. So basically the idea was that in a studio, normally the artist nurtures a work from like the birth of the idea yes. to when it is finally created. Oh my God. So he thought, well, instead of doing it with an artwork, I'm just going to do it with an animal. So he hatched the... Uh, ducklings. <laughs> the ducklings. Raise them until they were healthy enough to be released into the wild and then release them. So he oh God, that's magical. covered the floor of the studio in grass and foliage and made it into like a little wilderness. And then he just looked after them and he never showed them to anyone. And it was just his little project. Oh my God, I love this man. Who is he? Yeah, so his name's Martin Roth, but it's really sad because he, he died this year. No! How old was he? 41. Why? I know. Aww. He sounded like the most clever man. But I just thought it was interesting as well to... uh, I think all of his work... I mean, obviously the... um, Maybe not the shooting one so much, but it was just like all really, like, nice. You don't really see people doing that. But the shooting one is... It's not nice, no, but it's... um, I mean, it's a tribute. It's a tribute, yeah. It's meaningful. It's... It's moving. Yeah. But yeah... I just thought, really interesting stuff. And oh, I just, thought, just love, loved it. But anyway, Finn will set, put the links in the show notes to his website and then yeah. you can see some of the other things he did. Or maybe I'll... Like he rescued some laboratory mice, did some art with them. Mm. Bits like that. Yeah. So quite sad that he's died because he sounded yeah. like a really he good artist. He like a brilliant artist. But yeah, that was my Artist of the Week. Oh, thanks, Ol. I loved it. You're way better at think, finding stories than I am. <laughs> yeah, but that's because that's the exact kind of art I like, I think. Yeah. It's the art with a story attached. Yeah. Um, we, that's reminded me, we still need to see Mike Mike Nelson's show. In the Tate Britain. Tate Britain. It's on for ages. Is it? I'm really worried Probably. we're going to miss it. I really want to, wa- um, want to watch it. I want to go to it. Um, but that's what I like to do. I like to know a show's on, say I'm going to see it, forget about it, check the website and realise I've just missed it. Mm. I always do that. No, but I really want to see that because, like, um, when we went to see... Was it at the Tate Britain before? I think it was. Yeah. We saw... He had a weird installation, didn't he, where he walked through loads of rooms. Yeah, it was really creepy. It was like... It was quite Twin Peaks, wasn't it? Yeah, he'd made, like, these... um, Like, bunkers. Like, these sort of... You went through this sort of corridor door... Um, and then it's like, almost like, um, what are they called? Like porter cabin kind of, like you walked into this really creepy porter cabin that was like, had a TV set up and it was almost like, um, like a builder or something had just walked out and then you sort of went through these different rooms. But, um, 
one of the rooms was like a perfect mirror image of one of the first rooms. Yeah, you went in. so you walked into it thinking like, oh, but I've already been in this room, and then you realised that it was like everything was backwards. It was all slightly backwards. Yeah, it was really disconcerting. It was really amazing and yeah, great. And he's really he's worth having a look at. Yeah, have a little Google. Have a little gobble. Um, yeah, so. Um, I was going to say, um, oh, I've got two things. Firstly, I'd like to to shout out to um, Ingrid, um, a lovely listener who messaged and said that she was really enjoying listening to the podcast and kept her motivated while she was making art and it made me really happy. that. Well, yeah, that's really nice. Now she can imagine an art gallery full of fish as she works. Yeah. There you go, Ingrid. That's not inspiring. What is? And I love your name, by the way. I think it's lovely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but thank you so much for messaging me. I absolutely love hearing from people and hearing that people are enjoying the podcast because... You don't have to say anything to Finley. You can just send her a message saying, I am listening. Yeah. (laughs) Like she's Fraser Crane. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. It makes me really happy. Um, So, yeah. Hi, Ingrid, and thank you. (laughs) Um, she's got chickens actually so that's why she messaged me because she listened to the episode about me talking about doing my creative um, project with um, uh, creative people's pets which I would still really want to do but I was going to do a blog post doing more in more detail and now it's kind of been slightly put on the back burner because I've got quite busy with actual work to do yeah I've got actual work to do guys um which yeah takes fingers crossed that'll end soon and she can get back to her project (laughs) well I'm trying to do that like I've got my commissions um at the moment um to get through um and I kind of I told you last week I kind of got a bit waylaid with a cat painting that was caused causing me a little bit of issue but that's (laughs) done now but it means that I've kind of um, fallen a little bit behind on my schedule. I mean, it's fine. Everything's in hand. Um, if you're listening and you've ordered something off me, it's fine. She's got totally under control. Don't uh, I'm under control. Um, no, don't worry. Um, but yeah, and then I'm going to do my food sort of patterned paintings on the side while I'm doing my commissions. Um, just because I really want to get that done. Yeah. I feel really motivated. Like every once in a while, you get this idea that you're just like, I need. To to get it out of my brain and just do it um because i think it's a that's like the nicest feeling though yeah just so like oh i can't wait to get to work yeah um which is really nice as um yeah, yeah. i mean mm. one day i'll find out what that feels like <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah i'm really joking um well why didn't you save your sort of artist for next week because we've done quite a long podcast now yeah okay um unless you're desperate to do it well no it wasn't um anyone um Yeah, maybe I'll do it next week. Yeah, save it. Yeah. Because I just wanted to say that I've listened to a good new podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, It's a podcast called Behind the Bastards. And basically it is a podcast where um, this guy, what's his name? Sorry, I just got it out and then I disappeared. Robert Evans. Right. Um, He basically looks at, like, some of the worst people in history. So... He did like he does like Hitler, Saddam Hussein. Oh uh, yeah, this is the one you were Osama telling me about. Oli did mention this to me last week. Yeah, oh, and God. he just sort of they do sort of like they talk about their lives, but he always focuses on something that you sort of don't didn't no. know about them. Is it something that's like more positive about them, or is it just gen- um, like it doesn't? 
A bit, a bit of both. So, like, the one that he did about uh, Saddam Hussein, he had to keep saying, don't feel sorry for Saddam Hussein, because you started feeling sorry for him. Yeah. And then, by the end, you stopped feeling sorry for him again, because you remembered all the evil things he did. Well, no, the, I think that's the but thing just, I was struggling with, like, I don't know. It's, Is he doing it, like, what's the word, subjectively? Yeah, it's more just, like... Telling a story of uh, no, it's, history. It's not really, because it's not like the dollop where they're just saying the history. It's like, you didn't know this about the people. Okay. So you're sort of learning new stuff. So, for example, with Saddam Hussein, it was that he wrote a really weird erotic novel. And they talk about that quite a lot. <laughs> uh, which was just so mad. But it's just one of those podcasts where like, you listen to it. And then you realise that the next few days you're going around telling everyone these things that you heard in it. Like, this is so interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I just listened to... Which one did I listen to? Bill, Cros- Bill Cosby. Okay. Which, n- not so fun. Okay. Pretty dark, but so interesting. Really? Oh, okay. And I need, really need a new podcast to listen to. This is why I've got onto the OC, because I'm so fucking desperate to, for something well, to listen to. Yeah, so it's, it's a two-part episode called... Bill Cosby, A Life of Red Flags. Okay. And it's not that, it's not really that funny, but... But it's super interesting. Super interesting. Okay. And also I think... Well, you're literally talking to the queen of, like, loving, listening to dark shit, so yeah. I'm sure I'll love it. Uh, but yeah, just like as a... I think also as an English person, didn't really know that much about Bill Cosby. No, I didn't know anything about the him. The first I really knew about him was, like, when all the allegations came out. I mean, so, I knew he was a person, but I didn't know what he was in. I, th- I think he was in a sitcom when yeah. in the 70s, that's, and he wore crazy jumpers. That's, all yeah, that's pretty much literally all, all English people know about him. So it's interesting. Well, these sort of, English people. These English people. Yeah, some English people probably bloody love him. But um, yeah, I just, I, I've only listened to, yeah, like the first four episodes, but so far. So good. Really enjoying it. Definitely going to carry on listening to it. Okay, thanks for that, Al. Um, we're going to have a little top of our drinks and then we'll come back just to like sign off with you guys. And say goodbye. Say goodbye. We need to say goodbye properly, obviously. Um, see you in a minge. Okay, we're back. We're back and we're ready to finish the episode. Yeah, we're back and we're ready to say goodbye. Um, <laughs> but with a full glass of wine. Yeah, so we're just going to have a little chillax now. I quite want to watch Killing Eve. Because um, I think we've only got a few episodes. We've got so much to watch. We've got Killing Eve. People are, keep telling me to watch that Years and Years program. I watch we Stranger Things. Stranger Things. We haven't even started on tra- Stranger Things. Um, three, that is. We have obviously seen the first two series. Um, uh, what was the other one? Fleabag. Haven't seen that. So much we've got to watch, people. What are we doing, are we doing with our lives? We're too busy. Um, yeah, so we're yeah, just going to have a little chill drink the rest of our glass of wine and then yeah probably hit the hay <laughs> then what are we going to do tomorrow or is it... no I'm only joking maybe that's enough <laughs> um, I'm just going to do my work and watch more the o- of the OC oh yeah so remember to tune in next week to find out what what stage of the OC Finn has got to yeah if you do... want to hear Marissa updates like how, where Summer and Seth have got to in their relationship is has Summer acknowledged Seth's existence um yeah tune so in next many, week to find out so many unimportant questions when did it come out like 2000 oh no 2004 i want to say okay i did think i could do quite well in a oc quiz if I, if the... maybe I'll do, we can do one next week okay yeah please i really <laughs> like that um yeah so tune in next week and um, well, um 
And if you find any funny stories from rural news websites... Or just, yeah, or, or, your, rural rural, or your rural story. Yeah, that's even better. Um, yeah, because Send it to Finn. I, yeah, I want to hear, because, I mean, that's the funniest story I've ever heard. Cheryl, thank you so much for just your existence. And God bless you, little Ashton. <laughs> God bless you, Ashton. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying your Dumbo toy. Oh, God. I hope you grow up okay. Um, <laughs> not a good start, is it? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so um, you can write in, um, message us. You can like send me a DM on Instagram. So I'm at Finney Elliott Portraits and Ollie is at Ollie Place. Um, or you can write in to thecutelifepodcast at gmail.com. Um, rate, review, and if you leave us a kind review, we'll read it on the podcast. Um, share, 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 share. Um, because that always really helps. And yeah, just tell your friends and share in your Insta stories. I love it when people do that. Really helps, mm-hmm. and I always like repost. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's, that's it. it. Is it? That's I always it. think I'm missing something, but. Um, end of the line end of the line okay right. well okay. I'm so happy you're back this week Carl I've really enjoyed it and I'll never go away again please don't don't leave me alone until I have to do something else no work. everyone will be sad I'll be sad but you'll be sad else. on everyone's behalf yeah <laughs> okay. Right. okay bye bye guys love you see you next week bye